Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Monday night. You know what that means? It's the episode everybody's been waiting for. It's the return of PBR, Josh Schaefer. Josh, yeah, what's I, up? I'm joined by Big Daddy, Michael Clark Griswold. What's up? And uh, another, another two weeks in a row, the ghost, punchy Jennifer Houseman. Our special guest tonight is Brett, the threat. Cressley, how you doing, Brett? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. Um, my first question to you is, what the hell were you thinking coming on to this dumpster fire of a show? <laughs> I was drugged into it by Jen. <laughs> Your mom helped. <laughs> well, that's all we got for you tonight, Brett. Thanks for coming on, bud. <laughs> she buys all my gear, so I felt bad. <gasps> wow. Oh my god. The truth comes out here on the loud pedal. Look at that. Yes. Oh, wow. It does. Hey, we asked the hard questions here. Those are the secrets that aren't supposed to be told. So we're playing dirty ones, <laughs> aren't we? Just kidding, we love Jen. That's right. So how did you get your start in racing? We'll get all the cliche questions right out of the right out of the gate and out of the way. Uh, my dad did some racing back in years past. Uh helped him until I was old enough to jump into a sportsman car, and that's pretty much how it got started. How many years did you run the sportsman? Uh, we started around 2011, 2010 full-time, and then probably until 2016, and then we jumped into the modified rank. So 2016 started the modified rank. Did you... Uh... Always ran at Grandview, I'm assuming, then, right? Started actually at Bridgeport, running Crate Sportsman down there. Then uh, kind of got bored of it, per se, and thought I always wanted to race at Grandview. And I had it two or three years there with the Sportsman class. Yeah, the, the Crate cars at Bridgeport on the big track were uh, quite boring for spectators. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. It was good as far as learning momentum and keeping you know car control real straight so i definitely learned a lot but at some point i had to branch out and do some different stuff uh so once you left once you left bridgeport running the crates did you move right into the modifieds at grandview or did you run the open sportsman at grandview for a while yeah we did three years of open sportsman at grandview and i got a good feel for the track you won a couple championships in the sportsman right yeah, one at Grandview, and then a couple with some traveling series as far as, like, the poker series. And they had a small deal out at Susky. They had four or five races a year. 
miss I miss modifies at Susky. I've never seen modifies at Susky, so I can't miss it yet. Oh, it's it's amazing. Right, they so how's they got a yeah, show so coming up? Uh, did I? Yeah, on the 14th, that's 410 sprint cars and the modifieds. Thanks, thanks for interrupting me. I appreciate it. You're <laughs> so, so Brett, what, how is the transition going from a crate to an open to a modified? Was it a nice transition for you, stepping up? Uh, yeah, not too bad, really. I mean, the, uh, the crate and the sportsman deal, they're limited horsepower. I mean, they're, they're fairly similar. Definitely helps you understand the car adjustments, control. Once you get into the modified deal, uh, it's a little different animal. Um, especially when you go into the higher horse, like the big block or the open stuff, then you're talking a whole different ball game. But the spec deals a uh, pretty, pretty controllable, fun car to drive. So, what did the Forest Rogers uh, Memorial race this year? Did that put you at ease, knowing that you had a guaranteed spot for the '76er? Best feeling ever. Um, <laughs> just, just awesome. Definitely changes your whole, whole mindset as far as going into that race. Then you can. You can just prep for the future. Your car is going to be clean and straight, and everything will be 100%. The only thing that nipped us in the butt a little bit was uh, a little bit of a bad draw, but what can you do? Ram your way to the front, I guess, right? Yeah, we did that in the process. Maybe uh, I never finished that race yet, so I didn't quite have a good notebook as far as uh, from lap 50 to to 75, like Jeff or, or Matt or some of the other guys that run the longevity stuff. A little more often. Yeah, but you're going to get there with more experience. Was it your fourth year in modifies, correct? Yeah, fourth full season. So, unfortunately, yeah. I just uh, need to branch out, maybe run some of the longevity races and, and get a little better notebook as far as that aspect. Yeah, learn tire fuels and all that other fun stuff. Yeah, lock it goes yeah there's long distance races. Yeah, you don't really realize it until you're out front and getting past and, and flowing down. So How much was uh, sorry, Mike. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, what's the what's the longest distance race you've ran? 50 laps, or that you've finished? Um, to be honest, the six or a grand is probably the farthest I ever went this year, as far as longevity racing. Um, right. Just didn't branch myself out enough yet, as far as running the hundred lappers or anything like that. Um, that was honestly the longest longest race I've ran so far to date. Now, early, yeah, earlier in uh, at the the six or just past six, you were setting up. Pretty blistering pace. Um, any reason why that was? The car feel that good? Like, dude, I'm just gonna go out. Like, you, did you try to run away and hide, or what was what was your thought there? Um, I talked to Anthony, my teammate, who we decided to to join up, and we kind of had uh, conflicting plans. His plan was to ride, and he said he knew he'd get in the top ten, and and from that point he'd see how good his car was. My plan was I thought I would get to the front and kind of do the same thing I did in the forest, try and get out front and get lap cars in between and run away and hide. Like you said, in hindsight, probably wasn't ideal, but if you're not leading, you can't win either. So just kind of stuck to my plan, and it didn't quite work out. Do you think, uh, like, say, next year, would you approach that a little differently, maybe be a little, little more patient, say you're running a top three, top five? Yeah, I would say, honestly, depending on starting position again as well, you know, too, Jeff knows how to push somebody or knows how to maintain, and, and he knew what, how his car was, and he pushed me a little bit there on a couple of those restarts, and he probably had a little in the tank, and I, I used all mine, you know. 
yeah, that, that'll come with experience, though. You know, the more years you get behind the wheel there, and like you said, getting more of these longevity races, you know, you'll be able to figure that kind of stuff out. Right. And I've listened to Stu and a lot of these guys that travel, and they say, you know, you have to don't spread yourself too thin, travel, learn, you know, put a run as many races as you can, and it'll all apply to where you race weekly in one way or another. Now, since I moved down here from the fantastic uh, communist state of New York, um, you've had Alan Johnson, legend, Anthony Perego, and Larry White, all like in a backup car. What kind of, uh, how was that as an experience for you? Did you pick down any of those guys' brains? Um, a little bit, yeah. Um, they both had, everybody had real good feedback. You know, they said the cars were good. They enjoyed it. They were real appreciative. And, you know, I just figured it would be nice to get some connections and, and be able to have some friends that, you know, you wouldn't normally consider a friend unless you kind of say hi, raced with them or, or brought them in and, and let them, you know, see what our program was about. I mean, Alan Johnson, to me, I used to watch at one point in time was the man I was like, Wow, Alan Johnson's down here. I get you know, get to see him maybe for the last time because he's in his sixties. How, how did you pull that? I just you know got a couple contacts, reached out, and believe it or not, never got too many no's. As far as when I reached out to different guys, they all seemed to be uh, pretty pretty accepting and excited to run my my cars. Uh, why 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 did you pick Alan Johnson? Why wouldn't you pick Alan Johnson? He really hasn't done too much for dirt in his careers. Yeah, 46 years would have win. I saw how good he was in Kyle Weiss's car a few years back. I just thought uh, worth a shot. Okay. He's always good from laps, you know, at the end of the races and stuff. And if he was in the right position and drove and stuff on his way, you know, it could all panned out. Now, uh, Brett, have you, have you started thinking about uh... – plans for next year uh and the, the reason i asked because i've heard a lot of rumors that uh bridgeport's going to move to sunday nights so any any uh if they do that any chance that you may come down to bridgeport and run some sunday nights honestly i i told doug i'd be there if he changed to sunday i had that chat you know a little bit right fortunately Grandview is just my deal it's where I have my mindset I want to be. So there's pretty much no change in that. So he's either got, if he wants, you know, to get a few more guys, he's either got to change his game plan as far as what night he wants to run. But uh, he knows where I stand in that aspect. So if he can run on any day but Saturday, I'd probably be the place I'd wind up. Also, maybe even if he switched to Friday, you would go there rather than Diamond? If work would allow it, I would, I would definitely like a change of scenery on a Friday night. This year wasn't exactly the way I'd hoped it was going to go. Now, you work for, now, who do you work for, your dad? My dad and I own a, a family business now, so put in a lot so, of hours. So basically, you can just leave when you want, right? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That's the only, we kind of got overloaded here. Fortunately, we've been uh, busy, but it doesn't really allow for the midweek traveling like you used to be able to do. Yeah, anytime you have a business though that's busy right now during this crazy year we're having, that's a plus. Yeah, you take yeah, advantage. Definitely. If I didn't have that, I couldn't, you know, be as fortunate and be able to do as many races as I, I do and have nice equipment. Now, any any chance uh, in the maybe 
maybe next year or maybe in the years to come, uh, following the whole uh, South series with uh, Deo? Ideally, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea. It's just the only part that's holding me back a little bit is engine program. Um, I feel like you need one of those killer open engines, and I just wasn't quite ready to bite the bullet as far as that aspect. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that you know you Deo's series, you got to have a got to have a lot of horsepower to run with them guys, you know, not just you know, obviously you got your guys from north to come down, and you got your guys that are solid down here, you know, your Ryan Watt, your your Craig Von Doren, all them guys, so definitely need a high horsepower motor, especially these bigger tracks like Del Mar and Georgetown, and even Bats. I mean, I believe you need you need a lot of horsepower to get around that place and be competitive. Yeah, I mean, knock on wood, I have some excellent sponsors, but at the end of the day, most of those guys that are traveling have pack a little bigger punch and, you know, yeah. funds department. Yeah, like, well, Stuart Friesen would be one of them because, uh, you know, Slarson's a billionaire, so that's like unlimited whatever. Well, he probably has a new motor and car for every track. Right, yeah. Shepard, I mean, Pouch Jr.'s fortunate he has a ton of rides. I mean, some of these guys. Yeah. Find a real good spot in that aspect. Yeah, then, you know, a lot of guys, like you said, you've never had a problem with anybody saying no to you. It's like, uh, you know, who would turn down a free ride? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Now, yeah. when you when you, when you you do something like that and you, you hire a guy, is it like a percentage base? Like they get a percentage of their winnings and you get a percent of that? Or how does that work? Uh, it depends. Some guys... Uh... Some guys have a percentage deal. Some guys say, let's figure it out, you know, afterwards. It's mixed opinions, really. Some guys just want to race, you know, get a couple different different angles. I guess if you hire a guy and then he ends up not qualifying, there's not really much to work out. <laughs> you know, right. So you got to yeah. cross that that's, bridge later. Yeah, that's why we call Larry because he didn't qualify for the coal cracker. Larry who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a just crappy draw deal unfortunately we both I took 61 he picked 62 so not a regular it's a tough place to really get figured out now mike and i went there for our first time this year went to the cold cracker um it just seemed like there's no passing am i are we wrong what we saw tough i mean it just seems like that was kind of the nature of the beast most of the year just the track was not real uh, allowing for passing and, and good good side by side racing. It's just a needs a little bit of a change in my aspect as far as it's nowhere near Grandview's start at sixteenth and get to the front, you know. It just seems like it takes a lot better of a car or or just all the variables to come into play and everything to fall your way. It's not a track like Grandview, where you can really start somebody 16th and expect them to be there at the end. Yeah, I mean, it. that race was, I mean, I'd like to go back again, give the track another shot. I don't like to just write a track off after one visit, but that night was tough. I mean, it, if you started up front, you were good. You know, I think Watt won the race from third and led every Most lap. Yeah, every lap, yeah. but like two. But And I don't, I don't think anybody in the top five was... Uh, came anywhere farther back from maybe 10th or 11th. So it, it was it was definitely tough to watch. Yeah, it's uh I mean a couple nights there it was real, real racy and wide, but 
just seems to tend to not allow for a lot of passing for some reason. I'm not sure why, but just a little bit different of a scenario. I mean, Mike and I, we liked the facility. The atmosphere was, it was wonderful because it was a big race and you had, um, you know, New York guys come down, uh, you know, Jersey guys, PA guys. We like, so like Mike said, we like to give it an, uh, another shot. It's just, we came to the, the 72 lapper, the main was like, and it started late too. It was like, what, 20, 20 to midnight, quarter to midnight? Yeah, because it was almost midnight when the feature went yeah. steam on the track. <laughs> yeah, there were some things that we would have tweaked definitely. So we got home at like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. So that was it. That was another, like, I guess you could say a, a minus towards that too. They should have two classes in our opinion, sportsman and you guys, and that's it. And it start earlier or something because there's a lot of cars there. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, it might have been a little too many divisions for that kind of night and, and everything going on. But yeah, I'm just just not sure really what they're missing or it's not it's a great facility jake's a good guy it's just a couple minor adjustments i think it could be real good i agree with you on that i definitely agree the food was good there too by the way yeah jake jake i don't think i don't think he got to do his normal uh i don't think he really got a chance to do his his normal deal with the track prep because of uh just the amount of cars and didn't want people you know to be there as late as ended up being it would have been later had he really gotten a chance to do what he wanted to do but I think in the end it would have resulted in a better race, but hey man, he probably he'll probably get it figured out for for next year or whatever the case yeah. may be. So Brett, uh, I grant you, how how drastic does that track change from like say when you from heats to feature time? Depending on the night, I mean, or, or how they prep it or what they do. Say there's like three or five sprints. I mean, it can it can take a pretty big swing, loses grip halfway through the feature from like 15 to 30 it, it really slows down and, and dries out what's your uh do you have this one like we i ask this like every every driver comes on here do, is there one driver out on the track that you race harder than anybody else like that one guy like hey i have to beat him uh i wouldn't really say honestly i mean it seems like uh i mean there's a few guys that really I wouldn't say there's one guy that I, I look for or have a target on per se. It just seems you tend to have to beat the same guys weekly that are pretty good. Dwayne Craig, Jeff, you know, there's a few guys that are always, always there or hard to pass. I right. wouldn't say there's one. Yeah. Grandview. I mean, they do have seem to have, you know, a, a decent amount of talented drivers, you know, including, you know, yourself, you know, Dwayne, Craig, uh, Jeff, Mike, Mike Cooler. Cooler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, this year you had that kid, Dylan Stoyer, there, who's who's done Diamond. yeah, done very well, you know, for the limited experience he's had there. I mean, at the end of the day, there's there's a lot of good iron there. I mean, put anybody up front, it, it's, it's tough to pass sometimes. There's, the cars are all good. Engines are all the same. I mean, it comes down to few little things where you can tweak to get your car better than the other guys but i mean it's not always an easy chore to, to get around some of those guys do you, do you think that uh with grandview being a spec small block track and you know everyone's motors being pretty similar that that's what makes the racing there so great i mean it definitely uh it definitely helps when you have a lot of good cars drivers but i mean also the the track and the way they prep it and that also helps too. I mean, it's just a, a nice deal, really. 
Yeah, I don't think I've ever really seen anybody complain about the uh, the track prep at Grandview too much, other than maybe when the four tens are there and they tear the track up pretty well. But other than that, it seems to be uh, all good things to say about the track prep there. You should give a seminar to the New York guys. This is how you prep a track. See, this is real clay, not that pond sludge that you use. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like up in New York, they park the water truck, you know, after 4 o'clock, yeah. and it never comes back out. Yeah, there's but, no reason uh, on that. Grandview keeps up with it and keeps the moisture yep. in it. and yep. They definitely never give up all night and have a pretty good handle on it all the time. I mean, I've seen the track slick up and still have like really, really great racing, still multi-groove racing and passing. I think it's fantastic, and especially with you, because you're, you're always up on that wall there, too. Yeah, I mean, at the uh, it seems like you can get a little bit of bite of if you go up real high, that's always there. You just have to figure out how to keep the momentum up and the car straight. Now, have you, you have you been to the – did you run at all at uh, Bridgeport this year? I can't remember. I did not, no. Did not. Never got a chance. I can't ask you how you like it. Everyone seems to, yeah. Everyone seems to love that track. There, you know, the guys are saying, you know, it's like out of a video game. It's just unreal. Yeah, I mean, I watched watched a bunch of the races online on the computer and stuff. It went down one time in person for the Danny race that got rained out, but I mean, yeah. it definitely looks looks exciting. And if it's half as fun as it looks, it, I should enjoy it as well. Any more uh, any more racing this year for you, or are you done for the year? I I think I'm done for the year, to be honest. Um, that last couple races didn't go the way I planned, so I think we're just going to regroup, get our stuff in gear for next year, and, and probably start a little, little earlier next year. Uh, yeah, uh, hopefully you get to go down to Bridgeport. We get to see a run down there, because the way – the racing scenes, I think that would fit your style pretty good. Slide jobs, running it up on the, running up on the wall there. I think it'd be pretty exciting and fun, a lot of fun to watch you uh, run down there. Yeah, no, um, everybody says that you know it would suit my style for sure. Just uh, hopefully he can work around the Saturday deal and maybe branch out to a Sunday, or Friday, and we could even run there weekly. That would be a cool deal. Yeah, I think I think Sunday would probably uh, probably be the best day for everybody because you know then you may get your guys that run three nights a week. You got your guys that would go to Diamond and and uh, Grandview and then Bridgeport on on Sundays and maybe get a some kind of tri track series going or something. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be awesome. I mean, it's nice when everybody can work together. It'd be cool. If, you know, yeah. we could do that where nobody has a schedule conflict and and everybody. You know, gets a piece of piece of the pie and can make their own deal. That's what we that's, need. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, so I was gonna say that's what we need more tracks to work together on on tire rules and yeah and motor packages. Try to we, cut down the cost of racing for everybody. Yeah, because we want to see the New York guys come down here. I want to see the PA Jersey guys go up there. We want to see the mix of it, especially with the bigger races. They need to cut the shit and start getting their acts together, promoters and all of them, and come up with something like some kind of happy beating for everybody. That's my opinion of it. Because it's too separate from New York to down here, from down here to up there. It's just, it's too much of a difference. Yeah, it seems like um, in our area, everybody seems to be getting their act together. You know, Grammy and Diamond have spec forever. The only thing is you got an hour, gas, alcohol, 
you know, that's the only variable currently. But New Egypt, they kind of allowed the open deal again. Bridgeport, you could run the, the big or small block. But, I mean, I see at some point it's going to go spec only. You know, again, you can have four tracks, New Egypt, Grammy, Big Diamond, Bridgeport, and it could be a pretty neat deal. Yeah, I, just, I don't see the I don't see the Delaware tracks going spec motor though. Just for whatever reason, I just think that uh, they uh, maybe the tracks were too big. I, I have no idea. I just don't see them going to spec. No, no, for sure not. And ideally, it wouldn't be a bad deal if we could get back to you know specs and big blocks only. These open deals are just costing a lot of people a lot of money. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, he's leaving. Yeah. Oh, Josh is leaving the show. Oh, all right. <laughs> Josh left. We'll, we'll talk to him later. He's got to go back to work. <laughs> we try not to talk, but he keeps coming back for some reason. I don't know why. So I'm pretty excited. I got my uh, my Brett Cressley beanie in the mail. Nice, just in time for this nice cold weather. Those, yeah, uh, but it came in handy today. Yeah, those new beanies. Well, I didn't wear it today because I was outside digging up a, a, a main sewer. I want to get it all dirty. Yeah, he's a manager now, so God forbid. <laughs> I didn't get a beanie. Thanks, Jennifer. But the, uh, those those new beanies turned out awesome. They're they're pretty badass looking. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, my my mom does a lot of the the PR stuff and the, the apparel. We came up with a new logo and a couple. We're gonna stick with that probably and come out with a bunch of new stuff next year. It should be a pretty neat deal. You're gonna make new hoodies with the new logo. That new logo is sharp looking. It turned out excellent. Bob Hilbert did a great job. There's gonna be a lot of different stuff. We're gonna try and uh, come out with some some different unique stuff you don't always see as far as the apparel side of it, and try and get that rolling a little bit now that we have a neat logo. Um, I imagine you guys do pretty well on on the merchandise side. Yeah, we're fortunate. I mean, uh, we always go a little conservative on the initial order but but it turns out to be uh the reorder about halfway through the year and right you know that'll get us through the end of the year it's the helps when you have a, a, a good salesperson like jennifer yeah who doesn't sure. sell our shirts because we have shirts for the podcast god forbid she helps her small uh, part of her small business here you know <laughs> we like to make a little money too just a little bit Horrible, Jennifer. You're you're just you're you're hurt. You know you're out of the parade now. I, I um, muted I muted her and I can't figure out how to unmute her. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so get right on the marketing for us now. She was she was she was making too much background noise and we had to mute her. I can't figure out how to unmute her. We'll, we'll I did it myself. Oh. Uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so Brett, you got any new cars coming in for uh, 2021? Yeah, I just, uh, believe it or not, I was talking with the guys at Bicknell today and I do it. working on getting an order together. I have one coming, as far as I know. I didn't get them all torn apart yet, so I didn't see if there's uh, any issues with the rest of them. But for sure, one is looking like it's going to be a new car. It's going to get the big block and probably going to head to Florida in February. Are you going to head to the, uh, the Deo races or the Super Dirt Car races? Or both? I believe just going to head to Volusia for the, uh, the one dirt. week down there at the dirt car deal. I really enjoyed it. I went down in 2018. Um, it was a fun deal. Volusia's nice and vacation raced. It was it was a nice deal. 
Yeah, I don't you think you need to build a whole other car for that, don't you? Well, what the dirt specs? Um, no, not really. I mean, when you order a car from Bicknell, um, the bodies are all in spec. Everything's pretty much there. Okay. You know, the big block, which is fresh, ready to go. The Hoosier tires, that's about the only difference with their Hoosiers and this big block only. Other than that, they're pretty much similar. Um, what do you, what, uh, we've asked a couple other drivers who've driven both. What um, difference do you notice between the American racers and the Hoosiers, how the car feels or how you would actually drive the car? Believe it or not, the Hoosier seems to suit my style a little bit better. Um, I pretty much run the car for what it's got, 110% every lap. And yeah. it seems like sometimes the American racers give up a little bit for my style. The Hoosiers seem to stay under me a little better, a little more rigid of a tire. But um, so. They're so definitely different, for sure. So, Brad Cressley's going to be racing the Super Dirt Series next year. You heard it here first, because he likes Hoosiers better. <laughs> so, that's got to be... Yeah. You don't... you don't. Uh, no tracks around here run Hoosiers weekly, so going down to Volusia, that's got to be quite the tire build to get some Hoosiers for all week long. Yeah, it's definitely not too exciting to you know <laughs> order those 20 tires to in january or february and start your tire bill off you know in the red zone <laughs> so but um it's, it's all part of it you know maybe we'll run a couple other ones later in the year and not use them all or or get to utilize them a little more yeah, now, if you have any tires left over, is, uh, is there any races that you'd be able to use them at the rest of the year, or is that pretty much your only? It would depend. You know, maybe if you go to Charlotte late in the year, or, or maybe you'd want to dabble somewhere. If, if the Super Dirt Series would come back to Bridgeport next year, I didn't see the schedule, you know, if they're around here anywhere. Yeah, I do believe Super Dirt Car Series is planning on coming back to Bridgeport next year. So that, then there's a perfect plan. You start of Illusion, have extra tires, and we're set for, you know, Bridgeport. That's a pretty good plan. I like it. So we'll we'll definitely see a Bridgeport at least once next year then. <laughs> yeah, depending on how they schedule. But no, for sure, I'll, I'll get down there earlier. Just work and scheduling and just didn't pan out the way I had wanted to this year. Yeah, work always gets in the way. It always does. Unfortunately. All right, Brett. Um, we're going to let you go. Um, thank you for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate it. Good luck to you in the 2021 season. We'd like to have you back on to let us know what your 2021 plans are, if that's okay with you. Yeah, no problem. Reach out anytime. Appreciate you having me, and uh, catch up with you later. All right, thanks. That was Brett Kressley, everybody. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, guys. All right, everyone. Brett Kresley. Nice kid. Nice kid. He is. I didn't realize he uh, hasn't been in modifieds for that long. No, only four years. I thought he had maybe a couple more years longer than that. But, hey, that's why we have him on, to learn, right? That's it. We're learning every week. How about uh, Mr. Matt Shepard, who won his first race at Georgetown? Go I'm figure. So, this... so pissed. Because, uh, yeah, the one time you don't go. You're, the only time. You're... The one time I don't go to fucking Georgetown, he wins. I tell you what. Dude, I, I, it, it, it still baffles me that dude, here's a track and he hasn't won at. 
It's like this guy's won everywhere. Well, also, though, he hasn't raced there that much. That's I figure the, he didn't really start running uh, Georgetown until uh, 2018. Uh, no, the year before that. Uh, 2018. 20, yeah, 2018 when he, got the, uh, when he was driving for Sean Ward. When they first announced that they were going to do a grand champion. Yep. 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 And, uh, so he hasn't, he hasn't, but he's always been fast there. It's just, he's always had dumb, just luck. dumb luck. Yeah. And, flat uh, tire or something stupid. I mean, I didn't watch the race. I was, I was following on race monitor and, you know, hot laps. He wasn't all that fast. So I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. And then his heat race, yeah, I mean, he just blew him away. And then, uh, the feature, uh, you know, he was fast to start, and of course he gets a flat. I'm like, oh, here we go again. And then yeah. it, that car was just a rocket ship. Well, again, it's the engineer. I mean. Yeah, and he said he didn't change anything from the heat race to the feature. He left the car alone. I think he wanted it bad. Oh, I, Look, I'm not going to win the championship, but Stu is not winning this race. It's mine. I want it. Well, and he said in the post-race uh, interview too that uh, that win was his 20th on the year, and right. he said he said he would have just felt some kind of way if he didn't get at least 20 wins this year. He would have been upset with himself if he didn't get at least 20. Yeah, and everybody's probably like, "Oh, he only won 20." Yeah, when when you mention Matt Shepard and only 20 wins in a year, it's like, "Oh man, he's off this year." Oh, blah blah blah. Let's not forget. Yeah, we had COVID and everything else going on too. I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll pick up at least one one win down in Louisiana. I yeah. I think I think he might win the big one. I'm gonna pick him as a favorite. And he may be he may be down at Bridgeport next this weekend coming up. Who knows? Uh, yeah, he was. Well, we all know what happened with him and Stu had that on the that, way down. You know, on the way down to on the way down to Louisiana, he may swing at Bridgeport. Who knows? And uh, you know he's wicked. He was wicked fast there, so you know he's got good notes already for that track. Yeah, and you know the way this man prepares, he's like a machine. Yep. Um, I believe this is the 12th consecutive year with 20 20 wins for Matt. That's uh, a good possibility. With at, least, with at least I thought I saw a stat like that with at least 20 wins. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, that's unheard of. I I know we talk a lot about it, but look what this. I mean, how could you not say he's, he could possibly go down as argumental to be the greatest of all time? This guy, this, this guy's accomplishments in the short period of time he's been in, my, it's, it's just, it's unbelievable is what it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's just, he just keeps going. Yeah, it's like he comes out, uh, I gotta, it's like he competes with himself. I have to do better. I have to do better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to top last year with, and watch this. Uh, so the last time he didn't have at least 20 wins in a season was 2008. 2008. That's, I, I'm sorry. I mean, besides Alan Johnson's consecutive win streak of 46 years, that's just, it's that's incredible. Yeah, dude, that's insane. That's, that's ins- you're right. That's just like, what? Yeah, you know I mean, guys don't have 20 career wins. A lot. A lot. Yeah. There's, yeah a uh, lot. A bunch. Yeah, a bunch. Yeah, and this uh, guy's winning twenty a year. Uh, there was a breaking news or big news. Let's see if this actually happens with the Bloomsburg County Fairgrounds oh, racetrack possibly uh, being resurrected. I saw that. I saw that. That's, now that's I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with that track, so I don't know anything about it. So I don't know. We'll have to ask and get the history on it. 
It hasn't been raining in 40 years. What, what size track is it, do you know? If they're running midgets, I'm going to assume a third, maybe a half. I don't, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I was okay. just excited to see a, an old fairgrounds and racetracks come back to life, possibly. Half, I think half mile would still be pretty big for midgets. Yeah, but they do it at outdoor, though. With the foreground, the foreground nationals. Yeah, that's true. They used to come up to Orange County in the five eights too. Maybe it's like a three eights. I would love to see. Yeah, it could be. Uh, that would be awesome to have like a. Let's say this up and running and doing well. A Northeast Nationals, PA, Jersey, Delaware, all, all the dirt tracks in the Northeast like have this big, huge like we'll call it the short Northeast short track national or something for for some big money. That'd be really cool. We, we, should, should, we, should, we should just become promoters. Huh? We should just become promoters. We should. Yeah, matter of fact, we're going to come up with the rules. This is what we're talking about right here. Make it happen. Who are we going to hire for our tech guy? Every, uh, every, every. Our, our, our mascots, the three blind mice. Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. So that, that'll, be, that'll be really good. Okay. Maybe PBR Josh can do a little teching. And he can't even do the podcast. That's true. He, he can't get out of his own way for that fact. Yeah. That's like that's like Jennifer trying to sell a pepperoni pizza at Granville, you know what I mean? Or a loud pedal t shirt. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have Brett Dale. He'll definitely promote it for us. No, he won't. Yes. Yeah. Or, huh? No, he won't. Why well, is he going to promote our shit? Well, we need some. Yeah, right? Screw him. Hey, speaking, he, speaking of Brett Dale, co promoter. Third. Thirteen hundred dollars guaranteed money if you tow to Louisiana. Hey, let's let's put a shit car together and get thirteen hundred bucks. Thirteen hundred bucks. And just turn around and go home. Yeah, right. <laughs> thirteen hundred bucks guaranteed money. And and he came out in the drivers' meeting and said that uh, at at the race at Georgetown and said that uh, perfect attendance and stuff, right? No, no. Oh, uh, I lost my train of thought. What he said. Oh, he said, don't worry about payout. The guys are, like, weary about, like, payouts. He's the one that's bringing the money for the payouts. So, payout, payouts there. You're going to get paid. You're going to get paid. He also said that, uh, and I don't know if he's just saying that just to be try to get guys to go, or if he's being truthful, he said, their cars are a decade behind ours down there, so the slowest guy here is faster than their fastest guy down there. They're at 10 years yeah, he said they're like a decade behind us in technology. Well, it is Louisiana, so you know, swap people. I a mean, lot of, a lot of, apparently, a lot of those guys are running on alcohol. That's so, like that's that's like becoming like non-existent anymore. Yeah, so I just saw where they're going to do a fuel stop. And at, at the 200 lapper? And that's not. I don't think they have a 200 lapper. How many laps was this for? I thought it was supposed to be 200. Was it? We're, see, we're so fucking unprepared. Yeah, and we're going to promote a big race. There you go. Call it the Dumpster Fire 200. The Dumpster, yeah, the Dumpster Fire 200. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to look this up real quick. I don't know how many laps it is. I thought it was 200. I, I, could, I could be wrong. For some reason, I want to say it's 75. For 20,000? Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. Well, whatever. It goes. All right. All right. You say so. Hopefully they have more than 14 cars. Well, I think that's why Dale's involved now to try to boost the car count. 
Yeah, exactly. And he's gonna and he's gonna like he's gonna take care of you, take care of you, take care of you kind of guy. Yeah, so so that's what I hear, anyways. I mean, I've never met the guy. Ah, uh, I've heard it from a couple, couple pretty uh, upstanding people that he's like, you know, kind of real up close with him and stuff. Oh, also the gobbler that normally runs at Accord that he promotes is now going to be ran at Georgetown. Yep, that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Get some of the South Region guys. I think um, that. that that was a five thousand fifty laps, five grand to win race. Yeah, I don't know how many North guys have come down for it. For five grand, who knows? Unless Louisiana people come back from Louisiana, hit it on the way back home. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna give them toll money to come up here for that. <laughs> oh, never mind. It's two weeks but after that race. Behind, but they're ten years behind. Yeah, maybe uh, Brandon Hightower will be up for that race. Yeah, might as well. He's gonna be a Delaware boy next year, right? Yeah. It's 75 laps. Okay. 75 laps for 20 grand. Well, it says it's the mods in the Marsh 75, so I'd imagine that means 75 laps. I didn't know they can count that high down there, but that's cool. Yeah. Um, how about our, 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 our good buddy there, our good friend from Canada, Money Matt Williamson, wins... The Port Royal 200 said, yeah, you know what? I think I like Eastern States, too, and wins that. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? And the Barron's car, too, nonetheless. He just keeps winning these big money races. The just, guy, shows, just shows up, takes the money, and goes back out of the country. Yeah, and he goes up there and kicks everybody's ass up there, too. Yeah. That guy's something, man. I tell you what, I, I don't... I, I think Shepard might break the record. What's no, he'll tie it. He'll tie it at eight. But it's going to be tough now with uh, Matt. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, I think he'll still beat it because Matt's got – Shepard's got, uh, I would say, at least 20 more years of racing in him. Oh, yeah. But who knows? Who knows? He could be – Yeah, he could get fed up and just, like, burn out and, like, I'm done. You start a family, like, uh, he could just uh, – yeah, who knows? Who knows? But if, he get, if we get another 20 years out of him – I think it's safe to say he'd win at least five more championships in 20 years. I if he, like, I'd say even 10 years more out of him. Like he'll be around my age. This guy could possibly, uh, since I'm really tough for me to say, possibly could go down as the greatest of all time in Northeast Dirt Modified Racing. That's no. my, and it's tough for me to say because I love Kenny Brightbill. Right. No, he's. Uh... He's up there for sure, and uh, I mean, you can make the argument Stu's Stu's a really good driver too. Uh, yeah, but there's something I think Matt's better. Yeah, there's just something not about. Yeah, not necessarily this year. Not I'm not taking anything away from Stu because Stu is definitely top top game right now too. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something good. about Matt. Matt just sits there and he looks and like, like he's just that that brain seems like it's always turning. Like, how can I get better? What can I do? Different groove, you know. And so this is all speculation because I have no idea how Stu's crew works um, or how much input Stu has or anything like that. But I just, there's, for some reason, I just feel like he has a lot of NASCAR engineers also working on that dirt modified car. Right. Matt does it by himself. Yeah. Matt, Matt does. Randy, Randy Williamson also, who's like a brain. And he right. has, Randy, and Randy Kasaki too. Right. Right. But, but I think most of it, 
Yeah, but most of it's probably Matt. Yeah, I, I, will, I will definitely agree. Because he kind of reminds me like like a Bob McCready. I don't know if he took the number nine because of that or not. McCready was so chassis smart. He would do wind tunnel work, all kinds. of. He's like, those two are like one in the same. How can right. I get this car? That's why they call him the master of going faster. Right. What can I do? What kind of thing can I come up with to make my car faster or that much better than everybody else? Like always coming up with something. Right. And and, and I think Godown said it the best way I hit him on Matt won't over race himself. Right. That's you know? smart. Yeah. Exactly. You know, if he if he thinks he has a good chance to go in there and win, he'll go. If not, he's not going. That's smart because that's just well now he owns his own race team. That's pretty smart business there also. Yeah, exactly. You gotta like. I really suck at this track. I really don't have the money to go out and putz around. Or I, or, or I don't like this track. Or, right, so I'm not going. Or, you know, we got another race in four days that's paying way better. I'm not let going me, to that race. Let me prepare for that. Yeah, exactly. Because that guy wants to be at least 100% every single time. I mean, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to be? I'm not, I'm not saying nobody else does, but. And we got to make this happen, Mike. That's going to be our mission now is to get everybody to work together and they're going to have to come up with one rule or something. I think we need to get uh, Matt on the show. I think we should try to get Shepard on the show. Any of our guests have connections to Matt Shepard? Yes. Please let us know. PM us. Yeah, PM us. PM us on the Loud Pedal uh, Facebook page. Yes, we can get this set up. Yeah, because I would pick that man's brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. He probably won't come on because all because I was kind of like a jerk to him and stuff. Eh, you've been a jerk to a lot of people, though, and they still come on. And they still like me for some reason. I don't know why. It's all fun and games. Yeah, I like to crack Jennifer right now just for making little little smart-ass faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, What else we got cooking here? We got Bridgeport uh, this weekend coming up. This weekend. 100, 100 lap race, 100 lap feature plus a 40 lap full show, qualifying and everything. On Saturday. On Saturday. I'm gonna say, Crazy looked really good before it got rained out. I, hopefully, if he comes down like the same, I'm gonna have to put him up there as one of the favorites, or at least to have a solid top five. I tell you what, Crazy looked good at Georgetown. That kid, ever since I'm telling you, man, ever since that kid raced his ass off at the Sixer. He's been a different driver. That's my opinion. Yeah, he, uh, he was he was fast at Georgetown, and and that was in a small block too against yeah. against them guys. Because uh, according to our inside sources from PBR Josh, that uh, I guess they had some issues with the big blocks. They took a small block down there, and he started 14th in the feature, was up to fifth, and then broke. Was it the rear axle broke when he made yeah. contact with another car or something? Yep. Yep, that's yeah. cool. I mean, he was. He's uh he's really coming into his own as a driver. He's he's uh get, I think it's really built his confidence up. Oh, what from the Sixer or just running well? well? Just just yeah, just running running well and consistent and that know. kid had heart, man. That kid had heart that night, man. Mike, I wish you were sitting there with us. It was just it was something to see. It was no quit in him. I'm not. I am getting in this show. Come hell or high water, and that kid raced his ass off to get it. And he got it. That's awesome. I'm still impressed by it. I don't even care how he finished. <laughs> Wish they had a little problems early early in the race, but still, that that will always stick out for me with him right now. Yeah. 
He's a good, he's a good kid, good race car driver. Yeah, for some reason they like us. Why I don't know. Yeah, we haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. Right, we haven't really figured out why anybody listens to us or likes us. Yeah, go. Cool. <laughs> hang around with this like me, this asshole over here. Gaffer, you ever roll your eyes out again? I mean, I'm gonna raccoon them up for you. <laughs> oh, you said uh, uh, one of Josh's sources, right? No, Josh was our source. Oh, so you, oh, you could just take that and just throw it into the wind. That's probably worth nothing. <laughs> it's probably something totally opposite of what he told us. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Mike, Mike Cratchit probably, probably told Josh, yeah, we got our big block in the car. And Josh is like, oh, there's something wrong with the big block. They got the small block. <laughs> yeah, so completely different. It's like, yeah, yeah. I could, You know, for some reason, I could see that totally going down like that. Next week, Josh is going to tell us that uh, Krejcian's ordered some Troyers. <laughs> yeah, and TKM's to go with the, the Bicknell Forest. <laughs> and he's going back to 602 crates in the big block division. <laughs> run, yeah. Just run the dirt tour next year. Yeah, with a 602 crate. <laughs> on, on Amer- half American racer on one side and Hoosiers on the other. Well, look out, we're coming at you 2021. We're coming at you hard. Right rear is going to be off a sprint car. With a late model rear end, he's gonna run the he's gonna run the sprint car wing on the roof like the modified guys do down in Texas. <laughs> with, yeah, with a with a, uh, <laughs> with a late model rear end on it, <laughs> like the body, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those well, well a NASCAR modifieds for his front clip too. Uh-huh. Call it Franken Frankenkration or something like that. <laughs> I built it. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> oh man, what what a what a uh, why why? I mean, just why with him? Now, I'm glad Krejci picked up a win this year. You know, yeah. down, down in Delmar picked up that big big win in the small puck race. Absolutely, that's another booster for him too. That's another track he can add on to that he's won at. Yeah. This kid, I, I tell you, yeah, the, the preparation those guys do with the cars. Uh, you got to remember, he's only 21. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's yeah, it. I mean, and he's so smart, too, because we know him personally. He's just he's he's that, a genius. Yeah. Like, get out of your head, let it all go, and just let it fly like you did at the Sixer that night. Just be that guy. Yeah, I know. I think he, he will. He'll grow. He's that, Like you said, he's definitely coming into his own. Which will be down at the, our annual visit down at the shop with those guys, and we go pick his brain in again. Josh just texted us and said, "Let me know when you're done recording." Yeah, just don't don't. Let's not even go on group chat tonight. We'll start our own. <laughs> we'll start another one without him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> non PBR. Non PBR. The non PBR. So, um, think any North guys are going to come down? Some New York boys come down to Bridgeport. Next I, mean, I mean, you got your guys that are qualified. So the hundred yeah. lapper, Peter. Yeah, Pete, Mahaney's in there. Mahaney, Brit- Mahaney starting on the pole, I believe. Yeah, I think you're correct. Mahaney, Britton. I saw Jack. Uh, Jack Laner's coming down. Yep, I saw that. He's probably. I would imagine Jack is hitting that on his way to Louisiana. Yeah, why not? You're kind of sort of there. I wish Jack well too. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a young, another young guy. He's, yeah, he'll, he just, he'll, he'll come he just, into He just had a birthday. Just Did he just turn 21 or 22? I think like, yeah. Yeah, okay. I Somewhere. Think 
somewhere around there. He just had a birthday like last week or the, the week before. That'd be good to see. Bat- Batman's still alive. He's still using a Troyer. He has to. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> there's some, does poli- some, there's some yeah, politics behind that one. Hey, look who's single. Peter Britton. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look oh, who doesn't have a ride. Yeah, look who doesn't have a ride, Dick Dell. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably thinking, God damn it, what the hell? <laughs> he'd be good to he'd be good to get <laughs> he'd be good to get on the show too. Yeah, yeah, I would I would love to have him on. There's like a whole list of drivers I would love to have on the show. Yeah, we gotta start making it happen. We gotta end this year out. We're going to come back 2021 swinging. We're going to have all kinds of guests and do all kinds of cool stuff. Giveaways. Yeah. PBR probably do a couple autograph sessions. And nobody wants his autograph. He might go live other than Grandview or Big Diamond. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, he'll start going live at Bridgeport if they run Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah post it in the Sprint Car fucking uh, Facebook page, you retard. Yeah. I did watch his live video from uh, Graham, or from Georgetown this past weekend. Well, he didn't go live. He recorded because the service sucks down there, so he recorded it and then posted it on YouTube. I did watch that. Oh, but, that's forgot we have a YouTube channel. But he he fucked it up. Like he didn't. Ha- I guess he wasn't watching his phone. He was watching the race outside of his phone. So when the cars are on the back stretch, he's like got the phone pointed down at the front stretch. Couldn't see nothing. He's a dumpster fire sometimes. Yeah. He tries. He does. He really does. Maybe he should stop. Maybe he should stop trying so hard. He'll do better. No. In all seriousness, Josh, we love you because you do a lot. You do a lot for us. You really do. Besides piss us off. (laughs) Yeah, he does do a lot. A lot of behind the scenes. Yeah. Like Jennifer, her marketing talent is remarkable. Yes, it is. Yeah, whatever, Jennifer. It's not. We have to have some behind-the-scenes people. Not everybody can be up front like us. No, that's right. Yeah, we keep this going. Oh, yeah, me and you. (laughs) (laughs) We got got to give them some glory, too. They do a lot. You, too, seriously. Josh and Jennifer, thank you. Yes, we thank you. Now, now here's your firing papers. Get the hell out of here. Yes, thank you. you be nice consistently. I have to be an asshole. I know. I wouldn't expect it any other way. God bless you. So, you know, <laughs> God bless you for that. God bless you for that. All right, so going into next year, uh, it's going to be a close battle between Williamson and Shepard for the title. If we get back to... If we get back to normal. This is all speculation because tomorrow's a big vote. Either we're going to be communists or still a free country. You ain't going to know right away anyway. No, we're not. We're not going to know till I don't know, my son graduates high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, hey, maybe, maybe even your little guy, Mike. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I mean. I'm just making predictions that everything was normal. I say, I, I'm going to say we will have a second grand champion in the short track super series. Next year? Yeah, yes. I don't know. I think that's a. I think that's probably one of the hardest championships to win. But it's been done. Well, obviously it's been done. I. But I'm the one who came out and said it'll never get done, and then Matt. I think I motivated Matt Shepard to say, "Yeah, you asshole, watch this." <laughs> it's 
Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's a tough one to win. It's just I'm saying yes. I'm never, going on the record saying uh, yes. I, guess. I don't know who, but yes. Well, I mean, there's only a couple drivers that run both, right? I mean, Perego runs north and south. The Caddy runs north and south. Shepard. And then, you know, freezing schedule's not going to be as open next year if everything's back to normal because the truck yeah, series. Trucks, right. So, I don't know. I, we'll I think see, it, can, we'll it can be done. It, it can be done. It's just it's one of those things where everything has to fall into place perfectly. Right, and you got some luck and all that other stuff, right. It has to, it's like, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Matt Shepard next year will win his first Eastern States. Um, I, I, yeah, I think so, too. Uh, he had some really bad luck this year. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think another thing that makes the, the Short Track Super Series Grand Champion race harder is, is you know, Dirt's, Dirt Tour is 100 laps to where Deo's races are usually only 40 or 50. Which I like better. Yeah, but I mean, it makes it harder to. But yeah, I'm a big fan of 200 lappers, so go figure. Yeah, right. I think I think a lot of that has to do with the pay, though, too. You know, Dirt's not paying much for that 100 lap race. No, they're, they're about paying the same as Dale does for half the laps. Exactly. So, gee, huh? <laughs> so you mean I get to go half the distance, possibly win the same amount of money, and not beat the hell on my equipment as much? Right. Right. So. Where am I going? And you get green money. And you get green money. There's all kinds of American Racer throws in, Sunoco Fuels throws in stuff. Everybody, there's all kinds of stuff. We throw in stuff. We throw in some stuff, right? Because I'm not supporting the Lucas Oil wannabes. I'm the, never. Hey, we sponsored some. Uh, oh, we was we sponsored that i racing gig that Dayo did earlier this yes. year. Remember? Yes. Like a hard charger or something, I think, for the yeah. i racing gig. Yeah, that was, pretty cool. that was pretty cool. Yeah, we're all locked down. What the hell? And it'd be better next. Uh, the uh, iRacing, they don't have big block modifieds on the on the game, but they're they scanned them, so they're bringing them into the game. So if we go into lockdown again, they'll actually be able to race. Well, we'll find out after tomorrow. Yeah. Wednesday, we'll know. Uh, probably next Wednesday. Maybe even the following. I'm saying probably after the new year. Yeah, sometime like when. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? All right, question. If you if if you guys really do listen to us, if you guys really do listen to us, pick a track that you would like to see all four of us go to and why. And we might go. But yes. probably not. Or not. <laughs> it's a possibility. If it's within don't two hours. Don't don't pick like Merrittville or some shit like that. Yeah, because that ain't gonna. I'm not, first of all, I'm not allowed in Canada legally anyway. Um, that's another show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we wrap this up, I would like to congratulate uh, one of our group members, WTF, we the fans. Uh, her late father, uh, Jennifer White Knight's the group member. Her late father, Dan White Knight, got in- inducted into the Quarter Midget Hall of Fame. So congratulations to Jennifer and her family for that honor and to Dan, her father. So congratulations from all of us to you. Congrats. And, well, kids, we're going to wrap this up. For Michael, Big Daddy, Clark Griswold, Jennifer, the ghost, and, of course, me, the mouth. We're signing off. Good night. God bless. You've been black flagged.